the Smash Daily Podcast. Weekdays 4 to 6 on 107.1, the Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. with you right here. Appreciate you being right there. Listening. 107.1 FM, WBGZ. Magnificent day. Going to have a nice weekend. Fantastic. Thank you, Lord. Appreciate it. As far as the temperatures are concerned. I'm not one of these complainers. By the way, this uh, tribute to the Blues Brothers coming up towards the end of the hour. Getting ready for the weekend. is going to be fantastic here. Oh, gosh. I hate to do it, but I, I tell you what, what it's, this is almost going to be like Mr. Lolo's displeasure, all right? I'm ticked. I saw it first at the Super Bowl, the commercial. It's Channel 4. I know those guys. I know most of the people in the commercial, all right? Corey used to go to high school with my kid, with my daughter, over in Marquette. And I don't know who told him, hey, it's like Doug Jenkins was saying a little bit. It it reminds me of the intro to The Bold and the Beautiful. And on there, and they're all looking, you know, like off to the distance somewhere, like some kind of news is happening, and my mind is delivering the news to you. And it's okay. That's what it is. That's the way you want to portray and image your operation. That don't tell me nothing about how good you do the news. But, hey. But I tell you what, here's what ticks me off. Somebody, somebody, because I could have come up with better than that. And I ain't bragging on myself. I'm just talking straight up. Somebody got six figures to produce that uh, TV commercial to make Channel 4 look like the news is interesting to you because they're deep. Come on, daggone it, somebody. I understand that Mo and all those guys got to, you know, put on the act and all that. I understand that. They delivered the news magnificently. But that, paying somebody six figures for that? I'll tell you another thing bugging me. This Mars rover, they sent a second one up there. The second one's up there doing whatever he's doing. Rover, meaning, you know, a little, some sort of vehicle. And the vehicle is getting pictures of Mars. And Mars is desolate. Mars is worse than any desert on this earth. Mars is worse. And yet it's like, wow, Mars could be the future. Look, they got some wet stuff over here. Maybe that means they had or, or had water at one time. Maybe we can tap into that. And civilization 
like we know it on Earth, can begin on Mars. I'm thinking to myself, what kind of money does that take to go to Mars that takes you like six years to get there? Oh, it's wonderful. You know, I understand space exploration. I was joyous when, uh, you know, they orbited the moon for the first time back in the 60s. And then man stepped on the moon and all that. It was fantastic. But that's a day trip. This is years to go to Mars to a desolate planet, at least what they've shown us so far. And the money that they spent for this quote-unquote exploration there are so many poor people in this country that can use a slice of that money to enhance their lives, to get themselves going again, get themselves jobs, get themselves uplifted. No, we got to send some robotic vehicles up there to Mars, daggone it. They're going to roam around the land. What happens if they get a flat tire? You know how sharp them. What if one of those Martians left a nail? Maybe they were constructing something, didn't work out. And all of a sudden, you got nails all over the place. Now the vehicles ain't moving. <sighs> that is the sound of weeping. And I ain't saying let's not go to Mars, but maybe let's not go now. Let's take care of our people. Let's take care of our infrastructure. Let's help people get up off their feet, especially during, in, and after this COVID BS that we've been straddled with here over the last year. Because COVID began right about this time, last year, in March. What a waste of money, man. Help some people. Well, we're sending everybody $1,600. Well, I tell you, all you fat cats who are out there sending people $1,600, you ever lived for months upon months upon months on $1,600? You sent us 600 at Christmas. Wow, thanks a lot. I love the money. But I tell you what, it's Christmas. That 600 has gone in the snap of a finger because it's Christmas. Don't send me no money. Don't send me none of your phony political BS. Let's get some jobs going. Well, wait a minute. Job unemployment has gone down in this last month. And more people are getting jobs. Yeah, but that CEO who used to run that whole business is now $12 an hour. Hey, Mr. Fatcat, you ever worked for $12 an hour in your adult life when you had a family and a house to support and all that kind of stuff? No, you ain't. The problem with the financial system is the people that are working on the financial system don't have a financial problem. Get some poor folks in there. Get some folks have been hit hard for no reason whatsoever because downsizing had to occur. Get those folks in there. Working for $12 an hour. They only let you work 30 hours anyhow. 35 at the most. So hold on for a second. 30 times 12, 0.63. So you're making 360 a week. Now take 30% off of that. 36, 36, and 36. Call it 40, 40, 40. Uh, so that's 120 is gone. I'm going to call it 110, so boom, boom. Now you're making 250 a week. That don't make your car payment 250 a week. That don't make your groceries. Then if you tithe, 
because you believe you got another 10% come off that. And then you got to buy this and got to buy that because these certain situations are coming up. I mean, it's tough to show up to a friend's birthday party without a, a gift. Oh, you don't have to bring anything. I understand all that. The people who are working on a financial crisis do not have a personal financial crisis. I'm sorry, I'm starting to sound like Mr. Lolo, Mr. Lolo's displeasure. One of these features that we do here on Smash Daily, but pardon me for breaking from the mirth that should be this particular show, especially on a Friday. Daggone, it's the weekend. I'm going to get you to the weekend in just a moment here. But boy, I tell you what, when you think this politics and everything, is, it's tough to speak with some of these politicians. That's why it makes me so happy that I have options that I can go to, like, well, this conversation I had, believe it or not, with Tom, T-H-O-M, Tom Brokaw. Smash Daily. Here, there, and everywhere. Because I is where you's at. Smashdaily.com. Smash Daily, baby. We're on. Here's Nancy Sinatra. Come on, baby. You keep saying you got something for me. Love, I confess. You've been a messin' where you shouldn't have been a messin'. Not cool, Papa Smack. And now someone else is getting all your best. What? These boots are made for walking. Yep. And that's just what they'll do. Uh-uh. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. Smash Daily right here. Yeah. Yeah. WBGZ 107.1 FM, the Big Z. Number one song in the country, 1966. i never forget when Nancy Sinatra came out. She could, like came out of the blue. Everybody knew Frank Sinatra. They knew Frank Sinatra Jr. and everything. But Nancy Sinatra? And then she showed up looking G-O-O-D-T gut. I'm one song in the country, 1966. <laughs> I'm telling you. That was a golden era. That was a great era. And in that era, there was what's called the greatest generation. And the greatest generation, of course, is taken on historically and purported historically and delivered and examined historically so that you can come to know where it all came from, and that is being done by NBC's Tom Brokaw. And I go to Tom Brokaw right now. Maybe Mitch McConnell will join us later, but Tom Brokaw, welcome to Smash Daily, buddy. Hi, it's, uh, it's this is Tom Brokaw, NBC Island News. It's, it's so good to be with you, Smash. Well, thank you. Tom, the greatest generation, what does it still mean to you, sir? I have no idea. The greatest generation is uh, a bunch of people that lived a long time ago and got together and did a bunch of stuff, and they made things work. Sure. Uh, How can we apply all that we've learned from the great generation to the present generation and future generations here in the country known as the USA? Well, that I don't know. I'm not a miracle worker or anything like that. I mean, you know. I have no idea. This yeah. world's crazy. I'm yeah. down here at the uh, 
I'm in Orlando, Florida right now. Oh, uh, and, we're there for the CPAP? I, yeah, I'm there for the, I had no idea CPAP. Donald Trump had <laughs> sleep apnea. He, <laughs> he spoke at the CPAP conference. It was a little tough to hear him a little bit, but yeah. because of all the machines running, but right. I couldn't really tell what he was saying, but people seem to like it a lot. Yeah. You know, the theme of the conference down here is make sleep great again. That's <laughs> I I'm sorry think. to be laughing. I'm not laughing, sir, but uh, that uh, caught me. I hadn't thought of uh, that no. angle. No. Uh, I think it's called CPAC, P-A-C. I, I call it CPAP. And when I think of PAP, I think it's something other than a PAC. But you understand the PACs because it started with the PACs. The European nations teamed up with America to fight the the German Nazi foe, uh, you know the original pack, sir. No, all I remember is the Rat Pack. That was Sammy and Kane uh, <laughs> and uh, Joey Bishop and one Peter of the things times sure. one time there. Uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Of course, yes, that's right. Yeah, he was a cool cat, man. He, he I was. dug that guy. He was. Uh, well, um, you dug that guy. You almost sound, you almost sounded like him for a moment there, Tom Brokaw. You're amazing, man. Well, I tried to imitate him once before, but he couldn't. You know who tries to imitate me a lot is Mitch McConnell. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. How, how does that work? Mitch, come over here for a second. Oh, he's there. Yeah, he is. Oh, wow. Mitch, That's what how do you like the CPAP conference going on? Well, I don't like it too much. It's not uh, really good. It's, I, I went to Disney World and uh, hung out with Mickey for a little while. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, Mr. Brokaw, that for some odd reason sounds not like Mitch McConnell. It sounds more like you, sir. Is is Mitch McConnell even there? That's Yes, he is here. That's oh, what yes. I try to tell you, that he wants to sound like me. Oh, he, I see. I, That's Mitch doing yeah, you. Yes, he wants to sound a lot like me. Well, yeah, you, so. you have a unique broadcast delivery. Your voice, of course, is one like no other. And I'm yeah. wondering to you. You know, based on what you've seen with the way newscasters have come up now and the quote-unquote fake news, as they call it, based on your historical perspective, and you're actually being there, your news versus today's fake news, Tom Brokaw, what is the difference and or what is the parallel? Well, uh, fake news right now is like the news that Brian Williams, that SOB that stole my job from NBC Nightly News, because he's a liar. He started a whole fake news thing going. He did. Okay. I can't stand Ryan Williams. Right. And yeah. they found out he was a liar. He was, yeah, because he said that he was in the middle of some kind of military action, and he really wasn't, something like that, right? No. no. Yeah, he lied about everything. He, he's just a big liar fat liar and yeah. he took my job well yeah but he i guess you know things transpire in the media business and maybe it was just your time to go ahead into another direction while the company wanted to come into a new direction with this kid brian williams uh, i mean can you relate to that no i can't okay. i was not ready to quit <laughs> he just came in yeah. and and undercut me and yeah. and just you know he's a liar yeah he, well let me ask but, you have you ever approached him face-to-face uh, -face and tried to talk this through with him? I tried to do it one time, but then he lied to me that he was going to be at the same bar that I was. Uh-huh. So he never showed up. Never I think he's up. afraid of me because I'm from the greatest generation, and it's, uh, I was going to punch him in the face.
All right. Uh, Speaking of that, yeah. I have a book coming out. Oh, I'd love to talk about it with you later sometime. Sure. Um, it's about power outages and things. It's oh. called The Greatest Generators. Oh. And oh, see, the Greatest Generation. It's all about keeping your power on, you yeah. know, say, sure. like, like a storm or something, or yeah. maybe Brian Williams lied about paying the electric bill. Well, uh, very good point, sir. I, uh, I'm wondering, would you have the opportunity to maybe come on sometime if I was able to bring Brian Williams on to at least have you guys talk over the airwaves and maybe straighten things out? Would you be open for that? Uh, yeah, I'd be open for that. I don't know that he would. Yeah, He'd probably well, lie to you until he he's come on, but he wouldn't come on. But He's a liar. He is a liar. All right. Well, I thank you very much for taking the uh, time to be here and. Uh, Mitch McConnell, hopefully we'll catch up with him uh, another day. Uh, But we did hear him try to be you, and he kind of did a good job like that. I thank you very much for for taking the time, and uh, everybody else. Well, Smash, I love you, and I've heard of you before. But this is Tom Brokaw, NBC, and I know I'll see you tomorrow night. Okay, bye. These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you Are you ready, Boots? Smash, digging a smash. Let me tell you about Fisher Lumber. This is the kind of weather that makes people want to get to their projects. You've been talking about, you know, oh, I'll get to it here. I got plenty of time with the COVID and everything, and you never get to it. But boy, this is the weather. This is the weather. This is, come on, come on over to Fisher Lumber. They've been 80 years in the business over there in East Alton, right there on Shamrock. And they own like five, six blocks, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five straight across. And that's what starting up in 1941 is going to do for you. And now in 2021, happy birthday, Fisher Lumber, F-I-S-C-H-E-R, Fisher Lumber, Dot com. They got everything you need as far as your building is concerned. You know, let's say you're not ready to build yet, but boy, you can get on over there and find a few things. Get some great advice. Get some expertise that is given out at no charge because these folks know that when the time comes, you want to make sure you are building at your best. And that means what Fisher Lumber can provide you with so you can make that build correctly. Whether it's a little tiny dollhouse for your kid or whether it's a big old shed in back you want to put your mother-in-law in and or the lawnmower, whatever comes first. Nevertheless, if the big boys who are building all these communities, these contractors go in there to get their roof trusses, to get their shingles, to get the wood that they need, the lumber that they need for these big projects that they're building, and they've been doing that for years, so it's wild to be known that you can serve a community that big and that important because these guys need their product so that they can produce their product. And all that's coming from Fisher Lumber. And you, just one guy, getting ready to do a project, Fisher Lumber, they got you covered. You'll see when you go to fisherlumber.com, F-I-S-C-H-E-R, fisherlumber.com. Well, every day at the studio, the man arrives, standing six foot one, weighing... I will give you a thousand dollars if you say it right now. Five, cranking out the jams and running his route. Everybody knew he didn't play no crap. The smash, the 
smash. Big bad smash. Smash, smash, dig the smash. Smash, smash, dig the smash. Smash, smash, I'm digging the smash. Smash, smash, dig the smash. Smash, smash, I'm digging the smash. Smash, smash, dig the smash. Smash, smash, I'm digging the smash. Smash, smash, dig the smash. Smash, smash, I'm digging the smash. National anthem, at least the first verse, for the Dominican Republic. Smash with you right here. And I play that because I want to get into a couple of things. And the first one I want to get into is this deal where Albert Pujols, baseball player extraordinaire. Albert, of course, with the Cardinals for the longest while. And now with the Anaheim Angels, California Angels, whatever they're called. And... There's a big controversy going around about how old Albert is. They're saying, whoever they are, these sports pundits, they're saying that Albert, throughout his baseball career, has lied about his age. They signify the fact that a lot of these uh, young baseball-playing kids from the islands lie about their age. They're a little bit older than what they really are and shouldn't be playing with the quote-unquote little league and that's why you have these big boys out there and they're firing off 90-mile-per-hour fastballs, hitting some home runs. Well, they're saying that Albert Pujols had been lying about his age. They got him down as like 41 right now, and they're saying he's really, he's really 43. I'm thinking, so who gives a rat's rear end in the two-year difference there? So they're trying to paint Albert Pujols as being a liar, part of that because of his Christianity, part of that, because his relationship with the Lord. So they're trying to paint him as a liar to devalue what he does. And one of the great things that he does is the Pujols Family Foundation. I've been with them for 20-some years, and I've done all kinds of work with them. And the Pujols Family Foundation takes care of and is a big help to the Downs Syndrome community here in the Riverbend, here in the St. Louis area, here in the nation at large, to tell you the truth. So one of the things that you learn in your study of the Bible is the devil is a liar. So the devil, when he puts out these kind of things like, hey, Albert's a liar. He's not 41, he's 43. It's like, come on, man. Devil be gone. And then somebody who might believe in that lie, that Albert's a liar, Albert's not a liar. And if by chance he's 43 and had been saying he's 41, back in the day when Albert was born some 40 years ago, the Dominican Republic was not, was not putting forth a public record like they do nowadays, like all the hospitals do nowadays. So sometimes numbers are not dealt with correctly. Main thing is, no matter what his age, 
And it looks like he's going to be retiring after this year, but he said he hadn't made his mind up. But Dee Dee, his wife, I'm sure is pushing him to that. He's had a magnificent career. One of the greats, one of the all-time greats. And for him to get some character assassination based on he's not really 41, he's 43. Daggone it. Devil be gone. And you idiots who will make this thing bigger than what it is and or needs to be, be gone. The devil is a liar. Albert Pujols is not a liar. Now, slide to the other side. And it's kind of like, I'm thinking to myself, this guy, Governor Cuomo, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? They're going to try to burn this dude. They got him with three girls so far that he's made advances toward. And the latest, of course, being that one at the wedding. And he held her with his hand on her back. I don't know whether he knew or not, but she was wearing one of them reverse low-cut dresses so he could feel some skin there. So he had his hand on her skin. And then he asked her, like an idiot, in his 60s, 33-year-old young lady, can I give you a kiss? It's kind of like, come on, man. You're the governor. You don't act that way. You don't act that way. But here's what I'm thinking. And it's because I'm a conspiracy theorist. I ain't saying it's true. I'm just saying it's possible, right? Well, Smash, you shouldn't be putting this kind of stuff out there. Hey, listen, it's like the Albert Pujols thing. A lot of things shouldn't be put out there, but you got to come to a think. You got to start thinking. You got to come to a knowledge, to a know, K-N-O-W. Now, a lot of people saying, well, the Republicans are getting him back now for all the bad-mouthing he did of Trump. During that time when he was, you know, doing all the COVID to the hospitals and all that, that's a whole other story with the old folks dying and all that. But wouldn't it be wild to think that maybe his own Democratic Party is jacking with Governor Cuomo because Governor Cuomo, it is known, wants to run for president in 2024. And maybe they, the Democratic Party, don't want him to run for president in 2024. They got their own candidate plan, whoever it might be, AOC, maybe the vice vice president. So we can't let Cuomo get big, get strong, because he got a lot of followers. We can't make him look good off this uh, nursing thing with the nursing homes and all that. And where these three girls came out of the blue from, I have no idea. To accuse him. And the crazy part about it, he denies it. And the worst part about it is that the United States of America is an accepting of accusations nation. So the accuser can get away with anonymity in many occasions. The accused can't. And the thing about it is, Let's say the accused is found not guilty, don't matter. His whole life, career, situation is ruined. And he was accused. But the thought of his own party trying to bring him down because they know he's going to step in to try to become president, they don't want that kind of interference. So they're jacking him around, his own party, but they're trying to make it look like Republicans. Could be. That's just me thinking askancely.
in the world of politics, but at least I be thinking. We return to the national anthem of Albert's home country, the Dominican Republic. Daily. Here, there, and everywhere. Because I is where you's at. Smashdaily.com. All right. Smash with you here. Going to take you into the weekend. It's about a quarter till six o'clock. I'm going to do a little tribute here to John Belushi. This is the day in 1982 that uh, he was found dead of a drug overdose in a rented bungalow in Hollywood. He was 33 years old at the time. Well, Smash, why are you uplifting a, a drug addict? We all got our problems. We all got our addictions. There was a side of this guy that brought us in harmony because of his comedy. Brought us an uplifting because of the mirth that was had based on the comedy he portrayed there on Saturday Night Live, doing all the crazy skits and everything. It was great. Man, to see him die like he died like that. 1982 on this uh, on this date. 82. Wow, how many years is that? 92, 2002, 2012. Yeah, 82 to 92 to 2000. Yeah, 30 years ago. Holy mackerel! But I loved Dan Belushi. I'm thinking of Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> I love John Belushi and his partner Dan Aykroyd when they did the Blues Brothers. Because they did such a caricature of white folks doing the blues. It was a masterpiece. It was so well done. It was a Rembrandt of entertainment. And had the opportunity to become John Belushi to Dan Aykroyd. And we'll play that in just a minute. But first I want to play Belushi singing with the Blues Brothers. It's one of my favorite tunes here. Just signifying the fact that he was a great entertainer. Entertained us on a massive basis. Blues Brothers it is. Belushi. John Belushi, we love you. I'm 
Brothers right there, Dan Aykroyd on harmonica, fantastic. John Belushi, of course, handling the the lead vocals right there and just doing a little bit of salute to all the great entertainment that those guys brought. Uh, John Belushi, of course, passing away on this particular day in 1982. They found him dead, drug overdose in the uh, bungalow that he was renting out there in Hollywood, California, working on some bits and the various... uh, Created projects that he was working on at that particular point in time. But boy, boy, boy. It's like seeing, you know, when, when Hendrix died. When Janis Joplin died. It was along that kind of level. It was along that kind of level. What great entertainment, man. When you look back on it on YouTube or repeat shows, whatever the case may be. It's just like this dude was a stand alone. He was a monolith in unto himself. And to be teamed up with somebody who got his act teamed up with somebody who knew how to bounce off of him because they talked it out. Maybe they had their fights. But they made the thing work because the critique 
It was always delivered with respect. No matter what the tone of the voice. Always delivered with respect. Because you appreciate what your partner's doing. But some people don't get it. But these guys got it. They wound up being icons as far as entertainment is concerned. Now, Dan Aykroyd coming to town, all right? Comes on the show with me. I was at KLOU at the time. And I knew he was getting ready to go on Fox 2 the next morning. I was working for Fox 2 doing a thing called uh, Smash Around Town. I was an entertainment reporter to death for about seven years. And so I said, listen, man, I work over there at Fox 2. What if I brought my band we have like 10 pieces and we're just like the Blues Brothers band. And we do flip-flop and fly. <laughs> he said, okay. We've got Dan Aykroyd, the smash band. They're going to kick off your Thursday the way it should be kicked Glenn off. Glenn Zimmerman's in there jamming too. Take it away. Rock and roll. <laughs>
Certainly hope you had yourself a magnificent week with us. Smash daily, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m., right here on WBGZ 107.1 FM, the Big Z. Weekend is here, baby. Weekend is here. Have yourself a good one, no matter what that one happens to be. As for me, I, until Monday, am G-O-H-N gone. So gone, I was not even here. Have a great weekend.